Welcome to the Benson and Those Guys program presented by Town & Country Pest Solutions. You can visit our website, btgprogram.com, or find us on, and I can say the word, Twitter. They did it. At BTG Program. This show is podcast only. If you are listening to us, then obviously you found us, but it can be sourced via our website or you can find it on iTunes. We're going to be podcast only for a couple of weeks as we settle into our own studio. Uh, this week we're in temporary digs, you know, kind of a temporary setup. Well, within the next week or so, we'll be all settled into our new space. And we'll have an announcement coming real soon where you can find us on radio in the Rochester area. We're excited about the possibilities, putting together final details, but we will be debuting on a brand new station right after the new year, a new station to us anyway. I do hope you'll overlook any technical imperfections. In fact, if you give us some feedback, let us know what you think. We'd be interested in hearing that. Pastor Shane is taking over as producer and as our chief sound engineer. He's sort of at a disadvantage and one learning all the stuff and as we got all this new equipment and we're working through that but two this week in a temporary setup and then next week having to redo the whole thing as we move into our permanent location zach is here our content director our driver of topic discussions darren is here he schedules our interviews and darren who do you have lined up for us this week i got us russell wilson actually do you really yeah you do not. He's going to call any minute now. Yeah, this is why Darren gets paid the big bucks. <laughs> Together they are those guys. This is the Benson and Those Guys program. We are brought to you by Town & Country Pest Solutions. So let's get started. Former Wisconsin Badgers coach and current AD, Barry Alvarez, will once again be back on the sidelines, filling in for yet another departed coach during this year's Outback Bowl. A member of the College Football Hall of Fame, Alvarez will be stepping in for Gary Anderson, who announced on Tuesday that he is leaving to take the Oregon State job. Alvarez also returned to the sideline in the 2013 Rose Bowl after former coach Brett Bilema announced that he was leaving the coach at Arkansas. Now, this may not be such a bad thing for Badgers fans, as Alvarez is the winningest coach in Badgers history, having coached for 16 seasons. But I question why in this whole thing. Why would Gary Anderson pick Oregon State over Wisconsin. To me, Wisconsin seems like a quality place to be. They're always competitive. And in Oregon State, you are always going to be in the shadow of the Oregon Ducks. I'm, I'm not going to accuse anybody of anything, but he's he's leaving town pretty quickly here, almost in a hurry. Like He's, he's going to leave stuff behind because he's running to Oregon State so quickly. Like Maybe there were some rules infractions. Maybe he messed something up and he's getting out of there. Yeah, I don't know if it's rules and fractions, but there's something there because Billima also left kind of under those same type yeah. circumstances. He left for Arkansas kind of quickly, having uh, Alvarez to step in and coach a bowl game. But one of the things that I've heard is that Wisconsin recruiting is difficult because of the rigorous entrance process. Mm. But recruiting in Oregon, when you're in the shadows of uh Oregon to try to get people to come to Oregon State. That's got to be just as tough or tougher. Why are you quitting on your guys though when you still have a bowl game to play? Yeah, like, I don't get this. This that's not okay to me. I be if I'm a player, I'm angry right now. Nah, yeah, exactly right. Hey, Astro fans, or I guess in this part of the country it's Astro fan. And <laughs> by the way, I actually know one. Don't worry. 
I know you. I know you saw the calendar. I know you saw that there's a Taylor Swift concert scheduled for Minute Maid Park on October 13th, <laughs> and you got worried because that's right in the middle of the baseball playoffs. But as as you are worrying about it, the team has announced via Twitter that they will get priority, and Miss Swift will need to reschedule in the event of a conflict. <laughs> I think they're okay. Yeah, I I don't think the Taylor Swift people were really too worried about finding another open date on the calendar. But what would you guys rather do, and what would most of Houston rather do? Would you rather go to an Astros uh, game, and I know I realize it's a playoff game, or would you rather go to a Taylor Swift concert? So you're you're really going to make us say this on air then? In front of everybody. i got to tell you, I'm going to the Taylor Swift concert, except for one reason. Nobody wants a fat, almost 50-year-old hanging around all these 15-year-old <laughs> girls at a Taylor Swift concert. If I don't have somebody with me, they're sending me to jail. They're not even letting me in. Yeah. You're this, not making it through the gates there. This is a pointless question because there is no chance the Astros are playing in a playoff game anytime in the next 50 years. They're awful. But you'd take the Taylor Swift concert. Oh, yeah, she's attractive. I'd go to one of those. You know it's going to happen. They're going to make the playoffs this year just so that this becomes a thing. I'm calling it right now. Yeah. Shane, I'm, I'm supposed to be where are you going? One. Astros game, Taylor Swift concert. I'm going Taylor Swift concert. Zach, you're the only one who hasn't on I'm going to the playoff baseball game. <laughs> Zach's actually sending us a text message right now telling us about the deal on StubHub that he, he got on Taylor, Taylor Swift's <laughs> tickets. <laughs> All I say, Zach, is shake it off. We're going to this Taylor <laughs> Swift concert. It's been a bad day for Nebraska. been a bad week, I should say, for Nebraska defensive end Jack Gangwish. On December 3rd, Gangwish spotted a raccoon on the side of the road and stopped to take a selfie. <laughs> now, an idiot. You're in college. <laughs> you're stopping to take a selfie with a raccoon on the side of the road. And as he got close, the raccoon bit him on the calf. Now, let me just stop there and say, this is why you call the people at Town & Country Pest Solutions. That they was will a blatant plug. A gratuitous plug at that. <laughs> Gangwish grabbed a wrench at, from his truck after being bitten on the calf and killed the raccoon. <laughs> and now, not surprisingly, the president of an animal rights group wants the Nebraska AD to punish him. In tweets that have since been del- deleted... Gangwish posted a picture of him with the raccoon and followed that up with a shot of the bite mark on his leg. This is a college student. Guys, I got bit by a raccoon. It just looked so soft and friendly. I couldn't help it. Where did he grow up that he thought raccoons are soft and friendly? Has he not seen Elf? (laughs) They're vicious. Now, around here, we've had a sort of unofficial Tweet of the Week segment here on the program, and before we go to break, I do want to share this heartwarming account uh, from ESPN anchor Stuart Scott that he shared via Twitter. And you may recall, Scott's been battling cancer, and a number of weeks ago we talked about his emotional speech at the 2014 ESPY Awards. He's recently been undergoing radiation treatment, and during a trip to the hospital Saturday, he was forced to miss his, or he thought he'd be missing his daughter's soccer game. And here's what he said in a series of tweets. Hospital today, scans, tests, and hating cancer because I'm missing my youngest daughter's first high school varsity game. Starting left forward as a freshman, but I didn't miss it. A friend I love, like a brother, at Kai Caden, FaceTimed me all game, saw my daughter's three-goal hat trick and a 3-1 win. 
I was crying and yelling so loud nurses came in worried. B, thanks for letting me see it live. Best day I ever had in a hospital. Hashtag dad love. Hashtag friendship love. Stuart Scott. I, I'm still pulling for Stuart Scott. Inspirational story. title sponsor of Benson and those guys is Town & Country Pest Solutions. Serving Rochester for over 25 years, Town & Country Pest Solutions team of knowledgeable professionals can make your pest problem a thing of the past. Alligators, ants, bedbugs, snakes, yellow jackets. Town & Country Pest Solutions does it all. Take back your home and put your mind at ease. Call Town & Country today at 426-5024. That's 426-5024. Or visit them online at townandcountrysolutions.com. Town & Country Pest Solutions, fearing nothing but God. The American dream is of a better future, a confident retirement. Those dreams have taken a beating lately. As an Ameriprise financial advisor, Nathan R. Wegman is dedicated to helping you keep your dreams alive by listening, planning, working with you one-on-one -on -one so you can retire your way with confidence. Call Nathan R. Wegman, financial advisor today at 585-272-0080. Office is located at 2024 West Henrietta Road, Building 3E, Rochester, New York, 14623. Ameriprise Financial Services, Incorporated, member FINRA and SIPC. Ameriprise Financial cannot guarantee future financial results. McAfee's Remodeling is a full-service home remodeling company, locally owned and operated for nearly two decades. McAfee's team of professionals can help remodel or replace your windows for interior and exterior remodels. No one beats their personal and professional service. Call McAfee's Remodeling at 585-402-1070, 585-402-1070, or visit them at www.mcafeeremodeling.com. Welcome back to Benson and Those Guys. The program is brought to you by Town & Country Pest Solutions, and it was bound to happen. Stuck in the worst start in franchise history, the New York Knicks seem to have started coming apart internally. By the way, how glad is Steve Kerr that he passed on the Knicks in favor of the Golden State Warriors? That guy's got to be rejoicing. The Warriors have won, what, 150 in a row or something, whatever? Yeah, they're good. They're playing real well. The Knicks have lost as many. Reports tell of a rift between star Carmelo Anthony and young Tim Hardaway Jr. Both players say there was indeed a flare-up, but that things are okay between them now. Do you, you want to know what it was over? It was over Hardaway yelling, get a rebound from the bench, and Melo mistaking that he was yelling that at him. Like, really? You're that thin-skinned? Like well, where the reports seem to conflict, is that while Mello says nobody accused him of selfish play in a players-only meeting prior to the game with the Portland Trailblazers, uh, other reports are that selfish play was not the only sort, not only the source of the dispute with Hardaway, but that several others had said that Anthony is 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 taking too many shots. What you're just figuring out now <laughs> that Carmelo Anthony's a ball hog. I mean, you didn't know that before now. Which, by the way, I think plays pretty well in New York. It's not like anyone else is shooting the lights out anyway. So whose hand do you want the ball in anyway? Carmelo Anthony. Yeah, I, I okay, I like Hardaway Jr., but he's there. He, he's a, he's a three-point shooter. 
dude shooting 34% from downtown. Maybe stop. Ye- a second-year player should stop yelling at people from the bench and start hitting the shots he's supposed to hit. Like, he's not playing well. No one's playing well. Nobody's playing well. And here's where the seam seems to be unraveling. Anthony did not play the other night against San Antonio because of a sore knee that prior, to my knowledge, had never even been mentioned. I didn't hear anything about the knee. I mean, obviously they're not calling me. But uh, I heard no. And now the surgery word has been floated around. Anthony saying that he hopes rest rest will heal his knee and that he won't have to go under the knife. Uh, But does this sound to anybody else like, just picking up your ball and going home. Yeah, like, he sounds I like quit. He's I'm done. You know, see like. you next year when this uh, train wreck is over. What? Why are they so bad? They're bad because only three of their players are averaging over ten points a game. Okay, you got Amari Stoudemire, who's he's only averaging thirteen point three. And if you're looking at Amari nowadays, it's actually pretty good for him. He's played honestly some some decent basketball in the limited limited minutes that he's had. But then you got J.R. Smith, who is getting paid a whole lot of money to be really bad. 10.3 points per game. He's only he's playing about half of the game. A guy that is getting play, paid, but he is getting paid. I feel like he should be on the court contributing a lot more than he is. He's bad. Everyone's shooting terribly. I just mentioned Tim Hardaway Jr., the three-point guy that's supposed to come in and hit shots. 34% from downtown. you got to start hitting shots, man. Everyone's got to start hitting shots. It's, watching the Knicks play... It, it's awful. I was I was watching the game the other night. I don't even remember who they were playing. But it was a close game, real good game, down the stretch. And I'm just sitting there, you know, just shaking my head, knowing before it happened that the Knicks were going to find a way to lose. And that's what they've been doing all year. They keep finding ways to lose. Yeah, they've been in close games, but you have to win those. Yeah, they have been in a lot of close games. And you hear a lot about the triangle. Uh, you know, the triangle, it, it can't be just that. It, there's more to it. it. I don't even see the triangle out there. It's just mellow isolating or JR isolating. It's it's one-on-one basketball. It's terrible basketball. It's not that hard to figure out. I know it, it's more complex, and, and I get it, but they got the right tools to run that thing. I don't think that's – I just don't think this group of players go well together. Mm-mm. I heard an interview with uh, Shaquille O'Neal the other day, and he was talking about the Knicks, and he said, I mean, the, nobody expected them to win a championship. But even he's looking at it like, I don't know why they're this bad. They shouldn't be this bad. No. They got the players for the triangle. But this team is terrible. I mean, they're really, really bad. It's like they expect to lose at the end of the game. You can Seriously, next Knicks game you watch, just watch them implode at the end of a close game. That, that, that's what they're going to do. They're going to they're gonna end the game on the bad side of a 10-2 to two run. Now, like, I mentioned Steve Kerr, who was talked about for the Knicks job. Ended up at Golden State. How relieved is he to be out there? What's Golden State right now? Like twenty and two. They're playing two, I think. They're playing real well. They're awesome. Full of confidence, having fun, more relaxed out there than in New York, and just seemingly having a good time playing together. A much different look out there than what you're seeing in New York. Yeah, yeah. How how. If I'm Steve Kerr, I, I, this wasn't even a choice to me, even though Phil's in New York. Looking at Golden State's roster as opposed to the dumpster fire that is New York every single year, I would have taken Golden State too. And I'm not I'm not just saying this because I can see it in hindsight. Like I I knew Kerr was going to take the Golden State job. You know, I, no, I'm saying new, but 
I would have. If I'm Steve Kerr, you're going to Golden State. It's not even a question. Now, looking at the East, the, the Knicks are terrible. I get it. But we have a celebrity of sorts with us in free agent fan, Zach Barletta. <laughs> In the in, in that over the until it was summer, what was it over the summer? You had that you signed your free agent yep. deal. You became a fan of the Toronto Raptors. They're looking pretty good. Yeah, yeah. Well, this is just another case of something that BTG touches turning to gold. I think they're putting up one hundred and eight point five points per game. They're a good basketball team and only giving up a hundred. So. They're averaging 108? 108 a game is what wow. I'm seeing here. I didn't realize that. They're it's playing real well. Then. The eight-point differential, too, in the in the points against and points for per game. That, they're a pretty good team. I backed myself in a corner. I got a buddy who's a Celtics fan, and I thought for sure the Knicks were, you know, I, I thought they were going to be pretty good. I really didn't think they would win a championship, but I didn't think they'd be awful either. I, I really kind of thought they'd be in the middle of the playoffs or, you know, maybe barely squeaking in, but they were going to get into the playoffs. I was talking all kinds of smack with this Celtics fan, <laughs> who, by the way, is just giving it back to me, yeah, uh, ten tenfold over. I am. I wish I had never said anything. You deserve it. <laughs> I I do deserve it. I should have known better than to put put my faith in the New York Knicks. I'm I'm thinking the Knicks might not win a game in December. I'm just starting to believe they're never going to win again. This past week, Carolina Panthers quarterback Cam Newton was in a car accident, and you saw pictures of it by now, I'm sure. You see his truck, and, and man, it just looked rough. But how, I, I guess, how? why does it have to take something like this? And I, I have no, I don't know Cam Newton. I don't know anything about his lifestyle, but so often these type of events cause people to evaluate their life to, look at things from a different perspective, to cherish things more, things were a little more special to him. And certainly that seems the case with Cam Newton. Some of his quotes since then have really been quite different. And here's one of them. I don't know where to begin because by the look of that picture, someone is supposed to be dead or severely injured, worse than what I am right now. While I'm resting up, the thought that keeps flashing in my mind is that God is good and someone has their protective hands on my life shielding me away from any danger that may come my way. Uh, you should be ashamed of yourself if you are holding a grudge against someone, if you don't tell people that's close and dear to you that you love them every chance you get. If you're mad uh, because something didn't go your way, life is too short for you not to appreciate it to the fullness through the good and bad. I thank you to the people that have been keeping me in their prayers and well wishes for speedy recovery. These are the words, again, of Cam Newton, I am appreciative for the many great things God has given me to be thankful for. It's an old cliche statement, but it says, God works in mysterious ways, and as that crash constantly plays back in my mind every time I close my eyes, I can't go another day without me thanking God for the opportunities he has given me in my life, and this accident puts a lot of things in perspective of what's important and what's not. I, you know, I love seeing athletes talk openly about their faith. Obviously, we're a, a faith-based sports program. That's what we're about. We celebrate these types of things. But, again, I, maybe he's done this all along, and, and I've never picked up on any of his quotes. But so often in our lives, it should not come down to an incident like this 
to make us start cherishing the moments we have. Life is very short. We need to appreciate what we have. And here we are. We just finished with Thanksgiving, moving into Christmas. What an opportunity now to really show those around you how much you you love them. And I'm just encouraged to hear Cam Newton. Yeah, I, I really liked seeing that uh, come out from him. I, I was surprised by it as well. I, I wasn't uh, too sure where he stood with his faith. But at the same time, you know, I, I think, you know, God speaks to many of us in our darkest moments, you know, when when you know, he, he might use these events to catch our attention where otherwise, you know, we might be ignoring him. And, you know, to see Cam Newton respond in, in this way, I, I, I think we're seeing God work in his life. You know, we're seeing him, God saying, you know what, Cam, you need to come back to me, you know, put your attention back on me. I'm here for you, that sort of thing. And, you know, if, if Cam Newton follows through with that, it worked. We, we, we're seeing God work in Cam Newton's life. It's exciting stuff. This is out of uh, USA Today, and um article they did on this, and these are all his quotes. Uh, if you read this, I challenge you to live life to the full fullness every day. Uh, love the people who are close to you, and don't be afraid to tell them as well. Forgive whoever for whatever they did. Trust when I tell you that life is too short for for you not to do these things. Thank you, Jesus, for allowing me to see another day. And I like that he threw, and I don't know how you guys think about this, I like that he threw the name of Jesus in there. Absolutely. So many people will talk about God. and this, Most people in America have a faith in God. They believe in God. Jesus is the name that divides. Boy, it, it, it divides. And, and the Bible says it does. It'll divide families. It, people really get uptight at the name of Jesus. And when somebody names that, then I know they're, more serious. I know that's a uh, there's something different when somebody comes out and says I trust Jesus or I thank Jesus, and it's not just you know praise God. It's it's the name of Christ. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, I I really again I'm just really looking forward to seeing what what he does with that. And you know he is he's identifying himself now. Um, the way the media responds to this stuff, I was really surprised to see. Uh, USA Today, including the hashtag that he had added there, you know, because the the vague terminology of God is something that we're, as a society, they're not afraid of, you know, as long as it's all-encompassing, it's it's not isolating people. Like you said, Benson, Jesus isolates him. It, it's, it's specific, and generally the media doesn't like that name, Jesus. Yeah, no. you'll get segments of a interview, and when it comes to the name, when it, when athletes start to talk about Jesus, that's when they'll cut away, they'll end the interview, they'll move to something else. Did you see that uh, that thing on CNN the other day? Who was getting interviews? The ben Saints Watson. Player. Yeah, Ben Watson. He's having this interview, talking, and as soon as he mentions Jesus, like within ten seconds, CNN just, I mean, just cut the feed and and the anchor. The worst actor I've ever seen. She's like, "Oh, it looks like we lost him." Like that was blatant. That was horrible. I don't know if you believe in Jesus or not. That was awful what CNN did. But you see that more often than not these days. You mention Jesus, you mention anything spiritual, and you're getting cut off. And so this is this is refreshing to see someone like Cam Newton getting to say this stuff and not being cut off. And we look at that from a faith perspective, but just looking at it from a purely sports perspective. He's not playing Sunday, but up until uh, towards the end of the week, it, there was a little doubt. Well, he might play. He might not play. 
That's pretty tough. You get rolled your vehicle. You got two, uh, some sort of back injury. Two fractures. Two fractures it's in his back. Apparently, very similar to what Tony Romo has been dealing with. And man, those guys are tough. I gotta tell you, I I, I would stub my toe, and I'd be like, Nah, I'm good. I can't, I can't play. I, then again, I think if, even if I was in full health and the size of those guys coming <laughs> down on me, I, I'd be going the other way. You know, but who, I think, what, you know who would play this Sunday? Rich Peverly. Dell Stars last year. Died on the bench. They bring him back. He wants to go in and play. You think what separates these professional athletes, guys like you mentioned him <laughs> and Cam Newton, I realize Cam's not playing, but Kevin Klein. You know, I guess he's not doing a fish called Wanda, and he's not home with Phoebe Cates. He's, when he's not doing those things, he's playing for the New York Rangers. I think I think you may have the two Kleins confused. Oh, there's more than one? This is Klein, K-L-E-I-N. Oh. He's considerably younger. I was wondering how that old guy got around the ice. But anyway, <laughs> Kevin idiot. Klein for the, for the New York Rangers uh, the other day gets half his ear sliced off or a good chunk of his ear sliced off he's a hockey player he's a dude he goes off gets it sewed back on <laughs> comes back on in the ice and hits the game winner I, that's just tough you can't make that stuff up either in addition to that he has a sweet mohawk the dude's I mean, amazing if i get checked into the boards too hard i'm done so the Whoa. other night i'm with those guys you three and we're talking about how this how this was a soccer player, how you know <laughs> he'd still be down on the pitch. But today in the New York Daily News, I see this article. We're talking about tough athletes, about a Peruvian soccer player who got hit by lightning on the field. <laughs> Why are they playing in a lightning storm? And listen, lightning can come out of the blue from anywhere. You know, it it, it happens. And this is not the first soccer player that this has happened yeah, to. I've seen stuff like this before. They got a picture in the New York Daily News of lightning attached to this cat. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> He's all right. Obviously, he didn't get up and play. I mean, you know, I get it. But that's he was a, a good, hockey good player. Excuse to, good excuse to sit out. Yeah, yeah but he's okay. Rub some dirt on it. You know. Just, I want to know if it turned him into the Peruvian Flash. Does he have super speed now? Where's a drum roll for that? Stop talking. (laughs) (laughs) You're listening to Benson and those guys. The program is brought to you by Town and Country Pest Solutions. McAfee's Remodeling is a full-service home remodeling company, locally owned and operated for nearly two decades. McAfee's team of professionals can help remodel or replace your windows for interior and exterior remodels. No one beats their personal and professional service. Call McAfee's Remodeling at 585-402-1070, 585-402-1070, or visit them at www.mcafeeremodeling.com. The American dream is of a better future. A confident retirement. Those dreams have taken a beating lately. As an Ameriprise financial advisor, Nathan R. Wegman is dedicated to helping you keep your dreams alive by listening, planning, working with you one-on-one so you can retire your way with confidence. Call Nathan R. Wegman, financial advisor today at 585-272-0080. Office is located at 2024 West Henrietta Road, Building 3E, Rochester, New York, 14623. Ameriprise Financial Services. Incorporated member FINRA and SIPC. Ameriprise Financial cannot guarantee future financial results.
Title sponsor of Benson and those guys is Town & Country Pest Solutions. Serving Rochester for over 25 years, Town & Country Pest Solutions team of knowledgeable professionals can make your pest problem a thing of the past. Alligators, ants, bedbugs, snakes, yellow jackets. Town & Country Pest Solutions does it all. Take back your home and put your mind at ease. Call Town & Country today at 426-5024. That's 426-5024. Or visit them online at townandcountrysolutions.com. Town & Country Pest Solutions, fearing nothing but God. Welcome back to Benson and those guys. Recently, Tom Brady was caught on camera during a game against the Green Bay Packers, during which he was clearly expressing his frustrations by <laughs> screaming the F word, only he wasn't saying frustrated. Brady defended his use of the bomb dropping on WEEI's The Dennis and Callahan Show, and this is, this is what he said. I wish I did have a better mouth out there at times. But there's nothing that quite expresses the way I feel like that word. <laughs> it is a great word, especially in the heat of the moment. No, I don't say it at home. Of course not. Giselle's not putting up with that, is my <laughs> guess. It's pretty well filtered at the house. Blame CBS, NBC for putting it on TV. Don't blame me. One internet uh, quote-unquote news source, it's not CBS, NBC, it's one of these you know, new internet-type sources that a lot of people go to, called it a pretty solid explanation. While they said that nobody is going to condone Brady using that type of language during games, sometimes emotions get the best of a player during the heat of a moment. I agree. I get it. But then they said, as one of the greatest players in NFL history, the cameras tend to be on him at all times, concluding that if the networks show Brady cursing, that's their problem. So it's the old tired argument that if you don't like it, look somewhere else. Freedom of speech is not without freedom of responsibility. And by the way, why does someone else's freedom always supersede social decorum? It always seems to do that. You go to the mall, which I guess unless you absolutely have to, why would you? But the behavior, the foul language, the lewdness that is so commonly on display is very often offensive. But those folks are commonly quick to hold to their freedoms. Now, the F-bomb, as Brady was throwing it out there so much, has become such a part of modern English language. Before we move to our new house, we used to have a lot of people walking up and down the street, and they'd be walking up and down this group of, I don't know, look like 10, 11-year-old boys, and it's like this this word was all they knew. It was every couple of words was the F word. They were using it as an adjective, as a verb, as a noun. Uh, it was so interchangeable for them, but they thought nothing of it, and they were loud, and it's it was just offensive. You guys are younger than me. What do you think? Much is younger. That, it, I don't want to say much. <laughs> hey, are you guys as up in arms over that? Do you think, like these guys, these guys are blaming CBS, they're blaming NBC for putting it on TV rather than holding Tom Brady. And listen, I get it. It, it, is, it is a football field. It is a place of competition. But I think there are some things that are for the locker room rather than out on the field where – 
young boys are, are looking at you or, or even young girls and they're holding you as some sort of role model and they're looking at you. So when these kids show up on the Little League field or on the Pop Warner field and they're like, you know, throwing these words around, well, it's okay. Tom Brady does it. Well, in in Brady's defense, it you know, it, it wasn't as though he was, you know, on the field, he just got tackled, he has his helmet on and everything, and he's letting these words go. It's it's him walking up and down the sideline looking like a lunatic. So you, you kind of <laughs> understand why the cameras go to him, but at the same time, you see him flipping out. You know he's not saying nice words when that's, when that's happening. So, you know, I, I can see both sides of it. I can, I can see both sides. But if you're Tom Brady, you know the cameras. It's always there. In today's society, the camera is always there. Yeah, yeah, and he, sh- you know, he shouldn't be surprised that they caught him doing that. Nor would I recommend him, you know, going up and down the sideline yelling that word as loud as he can. You know, it, it's it's one of those things. There on the sideline, he's even closer to the fans than if he were on the field. Where a lot of times those things that get said on the field get missed just because they're that much further away from. This is the NFL, man. Like, I think this is a dumb story because. These are grown men playing a very physical game. You know how often the f bomb gets dropped out there. Like, and the only reason this is a story is because Brady was, like Shane said, looking like a lunatic running up and down the field saying this. But you're a network that is covering this game. You know that word's gonna get dropped. So if you know it's coming, and why are you filming Brady right then and there? Like, I, I'm, I'm in the. I'm in the camp of it. I'm blaming the network for this one. If you're saying there, there is some responsibility there by the network, if you see him going nuts, you know, you it used yeah, to be the camera would move away. Yeah. But in this day and age, they're filming all the time. There's always a camera on people, even if it's not airing. That camera is recording. You got to know that. I understand what you're saying, Darren. It's it's the NFL. There's competition. I get all that. If the reporter had followed him in or the camera had followed him into the locker room, I wouldn't say a thing. But when you're out on that field, I think you need to be an example. I think yeah. at all times, because what you do on that field and my involvement in youth sports, I can tell you that what you see in professional sports today will be on the youth field within three or four years. They mm-hmm. are going to mimic what they see. Mm-hmm. And if you are using that kind of foul language just uh, arbitrarily, that's going to that's gonna f- find its way out there. They're, they look at Tom Brady, even if I'm the coach or if I'm the parent, I say, oh, you shouldn't say that. Well, Tom Brady's a lot cooler than I am. <laughs> They're going to look to him more than they will their coach or their parent. Swear words are already on the field, though. Like, the, Tom Brady did not invent this word. Like, kids are not now using it. Well, maybe one, two, three no, more kids are using it They're going to hear the same things I know. They, they hear it in the videos. They mm-hmm. hear it at home. They hear it. In school, they hear it on the streets. But what I'm saying is when they hear it from Tom Brady, he's cool. Now it means something, much more than if Dad had dropped it. I'm not saying if Dad had dropped it, that's bad or, or that's good. But Tom Brady is cool. They look up to Tom Brady. And from a Christian perspective, listen, here, here's Ephesians 4.29. Let, low, let no corrupting talk come out of your mouth. But and again, I understand. I'm not saying Tom Brady is a believer. I, I don't know where he stands on faith, but based on what I saw the other day, I'm going to say he's probably not. 
Let me continue. Ephesians 4.29. Let no corrupting talk come out of your mouth, but only such as good for building up as fits the occasion that it may give grace to those who hear. When we take the field as a Christian athlete, and again, I'm not putting Tom Brady in this equation, but if you're a Christian athlete, even more so you have to remember that Mm -hmm. on the field, you have a responsibility to only let those things. I understand competition. You get you get fired up. You get in there. You know, I, chances are, if those big guys were coming after me, you'd hear some <laughs> words that probably I, I ought not be saying. But that's just because I'd be scared for my life. But you got a responsibility. You got to watch what you're saying. That's true. But can can we pause for one second here, and maybe not let Benson tell us what is and isn't cool because. During a break, and you guys heard this. Oh, no, no, no. He admitted to owning every single one of Taylor Swift's albums. And when I accidentally accidentally hit the download button, I was going, no, 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 can you cancel this once you start? Benson goes, what? What happened? I was like, I accidentally downloaded Taylor Swift's album. He goes, oh, 1989? Oh, I want that one. Like he even knew the name of the new album. You you should not be telling anybody what's cool. You that just is cool. that right. I, I'm that's proof. I'm telling you what's cool. No. <laughs> you you think that's awkward? Maybe a little. You you're a Taylor Swift fan. You're fifty. Bro, I am all over the map when it comes to music. <laughs> you know I really, what? Though? I am all over the map. He's not alone. Her concerts sell a bazillion tickets. Those can't all be kids. To fifty year old dudes. Minute probably Maid Park will fill. It, it'll sell out. Yeah, you're going to be one of the people there. I'm thinking. <laughs> if I could get some tickets, <laughs> you know. Back to the Brady thing. As much as I want to be upset at him, because I'm a Bills fan and I've loathed him for like 14 years now. I feel. Like... I I've. He talks about it in another quote about this about the level of intensity that that you feel on a field and in competition and stuff. And I agree with that. I think. All, I think all of us, all of us who have played organized sports at some time or other or coached it, there is a lot of intensity. And I, 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 on the field or, or in other situations where there's a high level of intensity and concentration, I've had things slip out of my mouth and I was like, oh, I can't believe I just said that. I hope nobody heard that. You know, and I can see where you're pumped up, you're on the field, you're running up and down, as Darren said, like a maniac. You know, I, it's not surprising. I kind of understand it's, it's it. It's not surprising. And again, I, I understand the, com- the, the competition thing, but there's a lot of jobs in real life that are intense. There's a lot of intense jobs and you wouldn't accept it in those situations as, uh, it's just not socially acceptable. You don't just drop F bombs everywhere. This isn't a normal job though. I'm not excusing it. I'm just maybe playing the devil's advocate here. Playing professional sports is about the most abnormal job in the world. Like, there's only a handful of guys that get to do this for a living. Like, this isn't a normal job. The, some of the normal normal rules at, at jobs do not apply, at, 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 you know, in the NFL, in the NBA, in the major The president of the United States is an unusual job, and yeah. it is more intense than playing quarterback for the New England Patriots. Do you think it would be socially acceptable for the President of the United States to be on camera having a tantrum throwing (laughs) F-bombs? Actually, that would get some ratings. (laughs) You're not going to accept it in that circle. No, but the the sports, it's just, it's almost like it's accepted. Like Zach said, when you're... But it shouldn't be. No, I'm not saying it should, but it, it, but it is, and it's, and it's not surprising. And so, I'm like, you, the, 
Who was the, what? What channel was the game on? It was a CBS game. Is no, that what it was? Whatever it is, I think it was NBC. NBC. They're just going after ratings, man. Just following him down the field, and then it's just this huge story. When honestly, it shouldn't be. Why is everyone surprised that a football player dropped an f bomb? I think that that's more of what Brady was gone for. Is that how is this even a story right now? And and likewise, you know the the station, whatever it was. They run on a loop anyhow. They could have easily edited that mm-hmm. out. And, and ratings. I and agree. And there is some responsibility on the station. I, I give you that. But let me let me just leave you with the words of Jesus in Matthew fifteen eleven, <laughs> and then and then we'll move on. <laughs> Jesus says this: It is not what goes into the mouth that defiles a person, but what comes out of the mouth this defiles a person. There you go. That's Jesus. <laughs> Take it up with him. Uh, let's change directions a little bit. The winter meetings have been going on this week. You're giving me some sort of signal. I have no idea. I think that this was 40 a- minutes in. 40. I caught that. Everybody did Come on, that. man. A 4 to 0, that means Seriously. 40. Is that what you gave me? Yeah. Okay. Get, we got get your stuff how, together. How else do I subtly tell you 40? He was thinking about Taylor Swift. That's what That's, he was doing. He's like, it's not 40. It's <laughs> 1989. As I mentioned at the onset <laughs> of this program, this is a podcast-only show. We are in negotiations, putting the final details before we uh, announce uh, where we'll be going, uh, debuting on a new station for Benson and those guys. And in the meantime, we are in uh, building our own studio. So we're in these temporary digs, and Pastor Shane has taken over the engineering and, and, and kind of putting the show together. So he's given me these signals. You can't. See that obviously we're on podcast. I have no idea what he's. I you saw guys him out of the corner that? of my eye, and I knew what he was saying. Oh, you got to pay attention, man. You're supposed to be the, the the main dude here. Your name's on the show, and you can't even get forty minutes down. My name's on the show because I'm the best looking one. That's <laughs> Channing Tatum. That's exactly at 50. right. Mistaken often for Channing Tatum. <laughs> I want to switch gears a little bit. The the winter meetings are going on, and we're all baseball guys. We love baseball. Uh, you, unfortunately, Shane, are a Pittsburgh Pirates fan, and we all feel for you, but the rest of us are Yankees fans. The Yankees The Pirates are, are in a better position right now than the Pirates Yankees. are definitely <laughs> better than the Yankees. <laughs> well, they were the only two teams who made the playoffs this year. Yeah. <laughs> the Yankees are getting embarrassed by what I think is the best Everybody. organization in baseball, and that's the Boston Red Sox. Their moves are just, they gotta be sitting back laughing at the Yankees. But what I, what I really wanted to mention about this week, and I wanted to open that up, but what has gone on in the past few days has been a whirlwind. I don't remember a winter meeting such as this where so many things went down. Do you recall? It? No. Even just like today. And today wasn't even a full day because everyone leaves after the Rule 5 draft. Just this morning and early afternoon was just, a bonanza. Every time I refreshed MLB trade rumors, there was a whole bunch of new stuff. Revealing his sources on the air. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I was listening to a uh, talk radio show, and they, it was live from the winter meetings, and all of the the announcers, the um, spokespeople that they had come on, said that this was hands down the most entertaining wild winter meetings that took place in, in history of it. In preparing for the show, I, I, I was looking, all right, where are we going to talk about all the different moves? I couldn't keep up with them. You, know, you said you kept refreshing your, your, your feed. I, I couldn't keep up with it. There was so much stuff going on every time you turned around. I never, I, I do not remember so much activity at any one baseball meeting. The Dodgers have to be 
well, the Red Sox are happy. The White Sox are happy. A lot of teams are happy. The, White Sox did. the Marlins are happy. The Marlins are happy, but the the Dodgers are. Would you say are the big winners? I mean, they come away looking pretty good. The Yankees really got kicked around. I mean, nothing. They one. They lost David Robertson. They I'm lost Brandon okay McCarthy. I, I'm okay with it if everything else works out. But when you don't make anything, I I think Robertson was asking way too much money. When he's really, honestly, largely an unproven closer. Yeah, he had an okay year this past year. Well, he, he, he saved 30-some yeah, out of 40. Yeah, it, was, it, was it was good. It was, it was uh, very good. Yeah, but you see how many pitches he throws? There, There's going to come a day where he stops getting out of the jams that he's been getting I out of. I agree with you there. What do they, they call him Houdini because he keeps yeah, getting yeah. into these it, situations. That can't that's last sooner forever. Later, that's going to bite you. No, that cannot last forever. I'm fine with Dellen Betances closing games. He's got a great breaking ball that misses bats, throws upper 90s. I'm fine with him closing. Goodbye to Robertson. I'm okay with it. I just There's no way he can keep that up. Well, they're all overpaid. Yeah, I think the Yankees paid a little bit too much for Andrew Miller. But well, yeah, you know. it, well, you can make a case that everybody in professional sports is overpaid. Yeah, but that Robertson in case. general right now was just—he was asking for too much money based off of one good year. Let me ask you guys this: uh, as of now, and, and this show won't air until Saturday, but as of now, Matt Scherzer is unsigned. Do you want Matt Scherzer? And some of the, the, the figure I've been seeing thrown around is $200 million. No. That is a lot of money for I don't a pitcher. Want him. I do, and I'll tell you why. He's, he's a pretty Yankees fan, that's why. Well, he's going to be 36, 37 in the latter years of that contract. That's another old player. And he's a power Making pitcher, big money. like CC was, and look what happened. And look, look what's happening to CC. I don't want him for that much money. I mean, Zach, what were you going to say? If if you sign Max Scherzer, Max um, Scherzer, Max Scherzer. Oh, I, I, I say, can I get a McFlurry? I, <laughs> I see several people say if you have Max Scherzer and a healthy Tanaka, you have the two best pitchers in your division in the same rotation. Also, if you look at who are going to be free agents after this season. The, the crop of free agents is lackluster. It's not much better than what's there this year. If you don't spend this year, there's really nobody to sign after the year. So you're looking at the same situation again, but the guys that you've got are all a year older. I'd say sign them now. I, I don't know if you guys saw the article a week or two ago where somebody in the Yankees said, we can go up to $500 million worth of payroll and still break even, not lose any money. They can spend the money if they want to. It's a lot of money. Sign Max Scherzer. <laughs> And maybe some starting pitchers like Brandon Beachy or Chris Medlin that are coming back off of an injury to a short-term deal, try them out. Spend now, spend now while you while you can. I do, say. Do you really want to do that again? And then in a few years, end up with what the Yankees have now. I mean, A Rod's contract is awful. Teixeira's contract is looking worse and worse by the day. Cece's contract is looking bad. And all of these contracts at the end are just—they're awful, and they're they're making the Yankees not even be able to compete. Did you see the article, by the way, John Lester, after he signed with the Cubs, uh, responding to so many people from Red Sox Nation who Ugh. went to Twitter? And he's responding to a great deal of them personally. Uh, you know, people coming out and ripping them. Ah, you're a traitor. You're this. You're a loser. And good luck Red with Sox the Cubs. Red Sox fans are awful. And, and he's, coming, he's coming out via Twitter going, well, hey, at so-and-so, I feel i'm sorry you feel that way but he re, i think that was pretty cool he's just responding to all these guys that are trying i like it better when professional athletes respond but they make fun of the people 
Well, there was one where <laughs> he addresses their grammar. I think you meant this and <laughs> yes. that, but I'm sorry you feel that way. <laughs> That's awesome. You're listening to Benson and those guys. Coming up after the break, our Pests of the Week. The program is brought to you by Town & Country Pest Solutions. Title sponsor of Benson and those guys is Town and Country Pest Solutions. Serving Rochester for over 25 years, Town and Country Pest Solutions team of knowledgeable professionals can make your pest problem a thing of the past. Alligators, ants, bedbugs, snakes, yellow jackets, Town and Country Pest Solutions does it all. Take back your home and put your mind at ease. Call Town and Country today at 426-5024. That's 426-5024. Or visit them online at townandcountrysolutions.com. Town and Country Pest Solutions, fearing nothing but God. The American dream is of a better future, a confident retirement. Those dreams have taken a beating lately. As an Ameriprise financial advisor, Nathan R. Wegman is dedicated to helping you keep your dreams alive by listening, planning, working with you one-on-one so you can retire your way with confidence. Call Nathan R. Wegman, financial advisor today at 585-272-0080. Office is located at 2024 West Henrietta Road, Building 3E, Rochester, New York, 14623. Ameriprise Financial Services, Incorporated, member of FINRA and SIPC. Ameriprise Financial cannot guarantee future financial results. McAfee's Remodeling is a full-service home remodeling company, locally owned and operated for nearly two decades. McAfee's team of professionals can help remodel or replace your windows for interior and exterior remodels. No one beats their personal and professional service. Call McAfee's Remodeling at 585-402-1070, 585-402-1070, or visit them at www.mcafeeremodeling.com. Welcome back to Benson and Those Guys. It's time for many people's favorite segment of the program. Before we get to our pest of the week, I want to give Darren his opportunity to do his unreasonable rant. So here's Darren with his this week's unreasonable rant. The New York Knicks are underrated. Yeah, I said it. The team barely ahead of the Philadelphia 76ers the second worst team in the history of the league, are underrated. The triangle offense is complicated. It takes time to learn. And when you have the just super high basketball IQs of J.R. Smith and Iman Shumpert, it's hard not to believe they'll figure it out sooner than later. Then you add Amari, who's bound to get back to his pre-surgery form any day now. And Andrea Bargnani is just sitting there rehabbing and watching game film. That's just as good if not better than actual game experience. And don't think I forgot about Mello. Defense is overrated. Just hold the ball, isolate, and shoot and score more than your matchup. It worked at Syracuse in 2003, and as we all know, winning in college always translates to winning in the pros. So no worries, Knicks fans. The Zen master has the team right where he wants them. Isaiah Thomas agrees with me. Darren's unreasonable rant. You know, right before we went to that, you guys were getting on my case a little bit about this sweater that sits on the back of my chair. For those of you listening, I have a 
cardigan sweater. I'm very fond of the cardigans. <laughs> this one has been special to me for... At least 80 years. <laughs> <laughs> it dates back to the late 80s. I will tell you that. That's when I first got the sweater. You could tell. Now, I'm going to become important to you guys because you're, it's coming into that season where you're going to want to go to an ugly sweater party, and you're going to be coming to me asking what I got in my closet that you guys can borrow. And you're thinking you're going to want to borrow this piece of merchandise <laughs> that sits on the back of my chair, and it's hands off. You guys are not allowed to have it. I really like the shoulder pads. That's a nice touch to the sweater. <laughs> this thing Doesn't is sweet. elbow pads, too, like the elbow patches? Are those in there? There, there is a picture of me from the 70s, or not the 70s, the, from, from, somewhere in the late 80s. My son was very young. I'm wearing this sweater. My wife swears I have a mullet in the picture. <laughs> I don't think me. that I do. But um, This needs to make its way onto the BTG website. That picture? Yes, yeah, it does. I, I, I think that is buried for a number of years now. I haven't seen it in some time. She might know exactly where it is, but um, you'd have to come off some money for her to you know, if you're going to see it. Anyway, we've done uh, the Unreasonable Rant. The show is brought to you by Town & Country Pest Solutions, and as such, we go around the room and we have our Pest of the Week. My Pest of the Week is New York Jets quarterback Geno Smith for, for confusing himself with a Pro Bowl caliber quarterback, <laughs> saying that he has oh, had... I, I've shown flashes of being a Pro Bowl caliber quarterback. What? I don't know when those flashes were, <laughs> but I would think the Jets would like to see more of them. Geno Smith, my well, pest of the week. Those flashes came at about the same time he actually read a book. The, I, I, you can't, you can't make that up. But he, <laughs> he said he has all kinds of confidence in himself and his teammates, and that. They look forward to becoming more consistent and being successful because he has had flashes of oh, being gosh. a Pro Bowl I'm, caliber. I'm not player. trying to be a jerk, but Geno Smith genu genuinely looks like he can't read. My pest of the week, <laughs> Geno Smith. Moving <laughs> <Really> on. <laughs> Somebody else pick in pretty quick. Yeah, uh, my pest of the week is the Cleveland Browns. Uh, not because I'm a Steelers fan, You're but yeah, because. Right. That. Listen, man. The real rivalry is with the Baltimore Ravens, okay? Cleveland Browns, it's just kind of like that little brother that you just feel bad for, so you try to help them out. If the Cleveland Browns made it to the playoffs, I would probably root for them. But <laughs> yeah, the it's hard to have a rivalry with someone who has not been relevant. Yeah, that's right. Never good. Yeah. So, you know, the, the reason they're my pest of the week is because for 13 straight seasons, they have had at least two quarterbacks in each of the past 13 seasons. That is not a good statistic that you want to be part of. Not a recipe for success. And now they're going through coaches, too, not just starting quarterbacks. Right. <laughs> How many seasons have the Bills had multiple quarterbacks in recent years? It's got to be a lot. i got to think it's most of them. Yeah, they're just as bad. My, my pass of the week, actually, he's not my personal pass of the week. He's probably the Redskins' pass of the week. But Rams head coach Jeff Fisher... During their game against the Redskins, he sent out all six guys acquired from the Redskins in the RG3 trade to be the captains for the coin toss. That is just a masterful job of trolling. He's actually not my pest of the week. He's my hero of the week. Hero of the week. That's that right. just, That's that just needed to get out because he's amazing and now my favorite coach in the league. That was classic. Zach, Zach you made a good point mentioning that it's all six guys are still on the team. 
Yeah, that I thought yeah. to me was the most surprising thing. That, that is pretty pretty good. Who's your pest of the week? My pest of the week is Kobe Bryant. Uh, I was reading some of the comments that he made where uh, he was trash talking his own teammates and, and before the game. He was saying, "I see where we've lost so many games. We're soft like Charmin." And then he's calling out uh, the GM, Mitch Kupchak. These expletives aren't doing expletive for me. Didn't think the team practiced hard. Well. You kind of did it to yourself because you signed that giant contract that limits what your team can spend, and nobody wants to play on the Lakers when you're going to take all the shots. So, Kobe, you're not helping yourself out at all either. I look at the Knicks. <laughs> <laughs> Kobe's kind of becoming like the new Kevin Garnett, just being angry for the sake of being angry. He's an angry old man. It's tough really when those is. last few years of your, your career are... I'm gonna be on a lousy team. And I, I love Kobe. I really do. I, I, he has been great for the NBA, but these, this is hard to watch. Thank you for joining us. This is, uh, Benson and those guys. The show is brought to you by Town and Country Pest Solutions. And once again, I just want to ask you to forgive us for our technical imperfections as we get accustomed, uh, to a new stereo system. Where did that come from? I'm going back we're, to my... we're sitting here with the cassette tapes and the <laughs> A-track machines, and we, we got it going. because we were just talking about a sweater. <laughs> yeah, it's probably what it was, but anyway. Back to the day when you could just hit the record button. Poor Shane is sitting here turning <laughs> dials and mixing things and doing all kinds of stuff that none of us want to do. But thanks for joining us. Thanks for listening. See you next week. Benson and those guys is brought to you by Town & Country Pest Solutions. Sports.